Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name is Sabina Brennan. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Super Brain Booster Shot, inspired by Monday's episode on unconscious bias. About 10 years ago, a colleague at my university asked me if I would write and deliver a new lecture on his history of psychology module. Even though the topic, the history of women in psychology, wasn't my speciality, it was of interest to me, so I agreed. But I couldn't help but note the irony. You see, the male lecturer had decided to add this extra lecture to his course in response to feedback from his first year undergraduates, mainly female, who asked why he had not referenced female psychologists in any of his lectures. He decided to address this omission for his next intake of students, not by researching, writing and delivering a lecture on the topic himself, but by asking a female psychologist, namely me, to do it for him. I can't help but think he should have done this himself. You know, it really just felt like a box ticking exercise rather than an integral part of the course. He was, of course, sidelining women's contribution to psychology in much the same way the women themselves had been sidelined. I believe that I rather cheekily started my lecture by saying that perhaps the module should be renamed the history of men in psychology rather than the history of psychology. In fairness, this sort of historical distortion is not only the preserve of the discipline of psychology, but is also true for science and for many other disciplines. In fact, American historian Gerda Lerner pointed out that in general, history has been written by men in an androcentric frame of reference and might quite properly be described as the history of men. From the beginnings of modern psychology in the early 1870s to the emergence of the women's movement 100 years later in the 1970s, psychology's history was constructed by and for male psychologists. One Harvard Medical School professor urged women to abandon education after reaching puberty because too much mental activity after that stage could retard the development of their reproductive organs. If education could reduce the chance of bearing children, then what would happen to the human species if too many women pursued higher education? Women just couldn't be both married and have a career. They had to choose one or the other. And actually, you know what? (laughs) That's not too long ago that that only changed here in my country, in Ireland. I think it was 1974 uh, when what we called the marriage bar was lifted. Up to that point, women had to give up work when they got married, irrespective of whether they ever went on to have children. I remember a childless woman across the road from us. She hadn't been allowed to work from the age of 18 or 19 when she first got married. She had the cleanest house on the planet. I used to love going over to visit. Anyway, I'm sidetracking. 
Also, if you were an unmarried woman, you were expected to care for elderly relatives. That was your role. And on top of all that, there was a widespread belief that women were intellectually inferior to men. In fact, the first president of the American Psychological Association, Granville Stanley Hall, warned that educating women to compete with men in the world would cause race suicide as maternal urges would be neglected. Um, Rather ironically, he is frequently regarded as the founder of educational psychology. Anyway, despite the bias, social structure and inherent sexism, some women actually did manage to make significant contribution to psychology. However, they were largely invisible and in some ways remain so. They were forced to publish under their husband's names. They couldn't publish under their own name. They were even denied their PhDs simply on the grounds of their gender because they were female. Several women made groundbreaking discoveries that were made again by men more than half a century later. (laughs) This misappropriation of credit for their discoveries has yet to be rectified. But then that's a story for another day. It's not surprising that such a male-dominated discipline conducted most of its human and animal research on males. The worrying thing is that some of the most influential theories within psychology as a whole about human behaviour are based on studies of males and they're equally applied to women and men. And so we're left with a situation where if women's behaviour differs from men, the women are often judged as pathological or abnormal or deficient in some way, since the behaviour of men is implicitly or explicitly taken as the standard, the norm against which women's behaviour is compared. As evidenced by this history of men in psychology or history of psychology um, as a way of example, the belief that the contribution made by men is more important than that made by women, um, it persists. And it's not that women haven't made contributions, it's just that the psychological literature's treatment of women psychologists has kept them invisible. The histories written by psychology's academics neglect the most important contributions made by women. In any domain of life where men are considered the standard or the norm, women will be considered to be abnormal and society then will debate women's nature or their place or their behaviour as a consequence. Many of us women experience conflict trying to decide whether we should be more like men or less like men. I mean, this conflict that we experience is in itself evidence of the implicit male standard against which we measure ourselves often unconsciously. And because we as women are measured more generally in this way, it's normal for women to feel abnormal. Uh, We're not. We're perfectly normal. It's just we're being compared against one aspect of society. I mean, essentially what should have happened was research be done on both males and females if you want to get sort of an average human behaviour. And then you can tease apart whether there's any gender differences when it comes to that behaviour. But it is just bad science to just look at men and male performance and then decide where women's performance fall relative to that. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Women and men have the same moods and mood swings. Um, Yes, they do. But uh, only women get theirs packaged into a syndrome. You know, women suffer from premenstrual syndrome, but there's no male equivalent such as hypertestosterone syndrome. When men have problems such as, let's say, drug abuse or they behave in socially unacceptable ways or in violent ways, such as rape or other forms of violence, the causes that are looked for are in their upbringing. Frequently, the fingers are pointed at mothers. When women's problems arise, on the other hand, they're generally considered to be the result of our psyche or our hormones. And this corresponds roughly with what we would call in psychology internal attribution in the case of women, so blaming something within them, and external attribution in the case of men, blaming something outside of them. So the further implication from that is that for men it could have been different. You know, they may never have behaved in the bad way that they did. They may never have behaved in the violent way that they did or the antisocial way that they did if it wasn't for something in their past, their upbringing, you know, their most probably victims of their childhood, possibly even a mother who was deficient in some way. But for women, it it couldn't really be that way because that's what women are like. The view, the starting point that man is the norm and women are the opposite or that they're lesser or deficient underlies so much psychological research that's designed and sets out to discover why women aren't as you know, something as men or why women aren't as intelligent as men, why women aren't as rational as men, why women aren't as good at X, Y, Z as men. I mean, it's just a really poor starting point. The bias of seeing women's behaviour as something to be explained in relation to the male norm makes sense only in a world that takes the male norm for granted. And that shouldn't be the case. And unfortunately, my own discipline of psychology is responsible in some regard for that. But I won't go into it here. The roots of that kind of thing go way back to Aristotle, that comparison between males and females and putting women on a lower level or a lower scale. The male norm frames the question that investigators ask. The answers to these questions then create the impression that women have problems, deficiencies, etc., that there's something wrong with us if we differ from the norm. The male standard as the norm also underlies the self-help industry where women consume millions of books telling them how to be more independent, uh, more powerful, uh, less soft, more beautiful, slimmer, whatever, where men feel less need to fix themselves since they're normal to begin with. 
and also in terms of publication. In psychology in general, there's a strong bias towards publishing studies that have produced positive results. So where there's a significant difference, and that's an overall problem with psychology. Um, But when you look at it in terms of gender, the study of gender, that means that studies that find sex differences are more likely to be published than studies where no difference was found. So you're getting this bias that men and women are fundamentally different from each other. So far more convincing evidence for sex similarity is ignored, creating this very powerful impression that differences between men and women are real, widespread and the rule. There's some typical findings from the literature on psychological sex difference where men are taken as the basis of comparison are women have lower self-esteem than men. Women do not value their efforts as much as men. Women are less confident than men. Women are more likely to say they are hurt than admit to anger. Women have more difficulty developing a separate sense of self. Whether you're familiar with research or not, you will be familiar with and probably accept most of those statements. They're pretty sort of everyday statements. Now, let me just flip that a little. I'm going to rephrase each statement with women as the basis of comparison. And then you get a really very different picture. Men are more conceited than women. Men overvalue the work that they do. Men are not as realistic as women in assessing their abilities. Men are more likely to accuse or attack others when they're unhappy instead of stating that they feel hurt or unhappy. Men have more difficulty forming and developing relationships. Now, if you find flipping things and setting women as the standard or the norm, if you find that feels biased, well, then that's the whole point. The status quo is so ingrained that describing women as deficient relative to men isn't usually seen as biased or derogatory even. Both comparisons are biased, the one comparing women to men and the one men to women, but we've absorbed the bias against females. Time to root that out and let's commit to making a conscious effort not to frame ourselves in such a negative way. My name is Sabina Brennan. You have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. If you like the show, please, please, please take a moment to rate it and share it. If you care about your brain, I urge you to listen to our special investigation which went live this week. It asks what COVID-19 is doing to our brains. Till next week, take care and stay safe. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.